0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Top Podcast. I'm your host, Mike, joined as always by my friends Rob. What up? And Lou. Hello. And if you'd be so kind to ignore the Alexa alarm going off in the background, I'm sure the intern will take care of it shortly. As... In all weeks, we like to start off with a fun question. This week's question was brought to you by Mackenzie and she would like to know what fictional trio we think best represents the three of us. I'm gonna start, I was actually talking to Rob's mother-in-law about this recently and we decided that uh, Harry, Ron and Hermione is actually a very, very good fit. She said that Rob is uh, is Harry different door. And, and that Lucian was Ron and that I was Hermione. And I thought that was actually really apt because Ron is, he's kind of the heart of the group. And I think that's, Like, my favorite thing about Lou is that, while me and Rob can be kind of cold and analytical sometimes, he brings some humanity to an otherwise closed-off pair of individuals, and uh, I I like whenever somebody says I'm the smart one, so I have no no complaints with that either. So thank you to Rob's mother-in-law for uh, leading me down that track.
1: And I'm the freaking main character, dang it. Well, my, my answer is going to seem a lot less analytical, and it's it's kind of just more of a goof. I'm going to say the legend, the first legendary dog trio from Gen 2, because we all got that dog in them. Uh, let's see. I'm going to say, Mike, you can be Raikou. Uh, Dude, that would have been my pick. Lou, I'll give you Sweet Coon
0: and I'll be Ente.
2: Which one's Sweet Coon? I've been out the game for a minute. The
0: blue one. He's the, the one from Oh, Christmas. the
2: blue one. Nice. Very cool.
0: I'll take it. No, that works. Raikou was actually the first Legendary dog I ever encountered. And I, I didn't know what to do. I freaked out. I used my Master Ball. Hey, at least you caught him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least you got him. Because <laughs> up until that point, every Legendary I'd ever encountered was like, you get one shot at this. And I was just like, oh. I didn't know he'd keep roaming, you know? I was just like, oh, a Legendary just showed up. I gotta catch him.
2: Yeah, it kind of makes sense that you had the kid in the group.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all dogs in this
2: mod, uh- you know? <laughs> uh for me it's not a tr- it's not a trio there's four what do you call that a quadro is that just quartet? Quartet. quartet yes uh it is the penguins of madagascar i'm gonna say i'm gonna say robert is skipper uh and i'm gonna say mike is kowalski and then i feel like hmm. i'm between rico and private kind of like
0: are you? Googling this right now, or do you know them by name?
2: I am totally googling this right now. Oh, I do yeah. not know. Them by well, name. I
1: was you know, so impressed. I just didn't know Kowalski. Kul- I knew the other three.
2: Yeah, I just I uh, wanted to come correct. I just didn't want to say you know leader, the skinny one, and the two creeps. But um, <laughs> Rico's not a creep. Rico is. Did you see? Have you seen Rico's face? He's the he's a, he's I, a
1: creep. He, he's like I always thought he's like you know the Russian of the group who just like does all the explosion explosions and all that. That's how I saw him. Are you saying all Russians are creeps? Ooh, uh,
2: no. Wow. Maybe. Good save. I don't know. i was <laughs> just like, they're on the- Rico and Private are on the spectrum. The far ends of the spectrum. Like, Private- Rico is going to like look at you in your face when he smells your feet. But Private's going <laughs> to sneak behind you. smell your feet privately. so i'm like in the middle between those two so
1: you're a foot sniffer uh so you you like you're gonna be side-eyeing me when you sniff my feet or just looking he's gonna be just looking at the feet you know taking them all in
2: i think i put myself in a (laughs) dug myself in a hole i personally am not in defeat but i do not shame for people who are live your life i do find it interesting that there are no women that are in defeat that it's only men i think there's probably women in defeat they're just less vocal uh i mean I be. guess. Based on
0: my only toes analytics, uh, there's lots of women who are into feet.
2: I will say there was a middle schooler and it was a girl and she took a picture of my foot and she said that she's going to put it on a foot finder. So... Oh, no. <laughs> also, I just
0: feel like men's
1: feet are gross. So that's probably part of it, too.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Some people are into that. One of, my, one of my favorite statistics, I have no clue if it's true or not. I just heard it and ran with it is that one in every seven adults has a foot fetish. And so whenever I'm in a room of seven people or more, I just like to go, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one of you freaks has a foot fetish. It is like one of the They don't know it's
1: me. It's really weird to be talking with two foot fetish people with him and Cantwell, you know?
2: I uh, okay. Well
1: isn't to a feet too. It's a it was just a joke in our fraternity. We'd always like, Oh, like let me see those those little doggies down there.
2: You know, no shame, man. No shame. God made feet and feet don't hurt. If
1: you're uh, into foot no know. A, like comment on our video and let us know. <laughs>
2: Tell us what do you like about feet. For five <laughs> likes, go. we'll
1: send you Lucian's big toes.
2: Just two of my like Just the Big together. Toes. No, just, just like the one the we'll we'll
1: crop it so it's like you only see the big toes. Well.
2: I prefer a blur. I feel like that'd be funny. Okay, we can put a a Gaussian blur on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I think uh, we would be penguins. That's that's where that came from. All
0: right, Mike, what are we talking about today? Oh, that's right. We have an actual topic. Uh, So this week we are talking about our top five sitcom moments. Uh, So whether that be your favorite, whether it be the one you think is the funniest, as always, up to interpretation, because that's more fun. But yeah, that's what we're talking about.
1: There is a spoiler warning for every show we're talking about.
0: I'm gonna start us off with one of my favorite moments, probably my favorite moment from Community. I believe it is season one, I wanna say it's episode nine, I believe the episode is called Debate 109 and it's the episode where annie joins the debate club but finally meets her match in uh one of their crosstown rivals and she goes to jeff and gets jeff to uh to help her out because jeff was a lawyer and the two of them are studying late for this debate and there begins to arise a certain amount of sexual tension And when they both kind of recognize this moment, Jeff's like, You know, uh, maybe we should study alone. Yeah. Separately. Uh Uh-huh. That way we can be more reproductive. Productive! and that line has stuck with me ever since it just absolutely killed me it was the moment that i just kind of was like okay this shows for me that's my number five
1: whenever i rewatch community i always think it's weird to me that they tried to have like jeff and britta be a thing
0: yeah they kept yeah. trying for too long
1: it was like three episodes you know well it was, like it would just periodically pop up and you're just like no well
2: isn't that the reason why he they started the study group period yeah because he was trying to smash mm-hmm. yeah so that makes sense
1: him and him and Annie definitely have a, a lot better chemistry.
0: Dude, I agree. I always kind of wanted those two to get together. Even though, like, the older I get, the more I kind of understand, like, oh yeah, that that age thing is a problem. Math but when I was closer out. to eighteen, yeah. When I was closer to eighteen, though, it didn't seem that creepy. And I was just like, ah, I like these two characters. I want them to get together. Yeah, now I'm like, mm, no, I understand why Jeff was so hesitant.
1: Maybe in the movie. It's one of those... I'm sure there's going to be some time skip. So, you know, maybe in the movie they will we'll get together.
0: Maybe. Maybe. That would honestly make me very happy.
2: So I don't remember sitcoms uh, was part of it. I thought it was TV shows. So no, I have well... <laughs> two on here that are not sitcoms. I think that's okay. I don't think you guys yeah, will picking me off the podcast. I appreciate it. All right. So my nah, first but it is, is your parking. second strike. <laughs> I, I did not choose to get locked into the bathroom. It just happened. Okay. Oh, golly. Uh, I got slippery fingers. Okay. My number five <laughs> episodes called parking lot season two, episode five, uh, a TV show called. I think you should leave. I understand <laughs> that this TV show is not for everybody. <laughs> And I think there are a lot of hit and miss with this guy, but this little skit, I think is one of the funniest things in the world. So it's the main character the, like the, the guy who created the show is just does not know how to drive, but he's somehow in this parking lot and another, and he's blocking the exit. And another guy is trying to get out of the parking lot and he's yelling at the main character. What is your problem, man? Do you know how to f- drive? No. What? No, I don't know how to f- drive. I don't know what any of this is and I'm scared. And the main character just forgot how to drive. He just like, just doesn't know how to move the car anymore. And um, he just starts going on the spiel about how he could be his boss one day. And that if if he like has an interview and he does well, the main character is going to make sure that he doesn't get the job because he's yelling at him to move the car. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm doing a disservice it is super funny I, I it just brings me a lot of joy
0: no that's that show is hilarious and it's so hard to describe because it's so like the comedy of it is the shock value and how over the top it gets yeah and so it's it's yeah. almost impossible to describe how uncomfortable the, the moments can get but they're they're so good
2: yeah and i love how he swings for the fences every single time so it could, either bomb, it could either bomb and I'd be like, oh, this is the most unfunny thing I've ever seen in my life. And, or it could be like, I, I'm dying laughing. This is too funny. And then like, I also like this part because sometimes my wife is not a great driver. And so I just like, I just picture her in the situation. And when there's like, you know, the whole idea of like fight or flight, she's neither. Yeah. She's she just like, she freeze?
1: she's freeze. That's the she third freezes. one most people don't yeah, forget about.
2: Yeah, so she'll just, like, stand, she'll just stand there. So, like, like we were driving, and a Tesla was honking at her. And she just, like, didn't go. <laughs> and the Tesla is just, like, blaring the horn. And Christian was just like, I, I, I don't know how to drive anymore. Like, I just don't. <laughs> so, it's just kind of, that's why I find it so funny, is because it really is my wife. My wife has a lot of great qualities. I'm not trying to dog on my wife. Just driving is that one of
1: <laughs> I've never even seen that show, so... Uh, like, what's the premise? They're it's, they're all just yeah. like, really
2: dumb skits, oh. and it, and it's like my two my two other favorite is one, the guy's in a meeting and the meeting gets pushed forward and the guy couldn't eat his hot dog for lunch, so he sneakily eats the hot dog during the meeting in this like super important merger meeting or whatever, and he starts choking on the hot dog. Hilarious. It just doesn't sound funny, but it is quite funny.
0: No, it, <laughs> and it's true. It's it's impossible <laughs> to describe in a way that like fits. Yeah.
2: yeah, and then this one's I think this one's gonna do well, but you know the the pay it forward on like drive through lines. Mm-hmm. So he finds out that they're doing a pay it forward, and um, <laughs> and so he gets his meal paid for, and then so he pays the meal, doesn't do the I think he does he might do the pay it forward. But he drives around the drive thru again and orders like fifty-five hot dogs, fifty-five cheeseburgers, fifty-five like coffees, <laughs> and, and makes and tries to see if they'll pay for it because it's a whole like pay for it.
0: That's amazing. I'm
2: guessing they
1: don't. See, it's <laughs> and he's stuck with the bill.
2: Uh, yeah, that yeah, and then. The lady, yeah and he, the guy in the front of him was like yelling and he was like i'm not paying for this and the guy's like come on be kind i did it for you like and then the lady behind him finds out they're doing a pay it forward and then does it again like 55 <laughs> cheeseburgers 55 hot dogs 55 sodas it's just it's hilarious that's my number five for my list
1: mike when you said moments right when, when i think of moments i think of you know like usually like very like heartfelt you know like feel good moments for that it was kind of hard to find five of them so my number five is just something i i think is just hilarious but for the most part i tried to find like what what you know just warms my heart and things like that for my list so that's how i went about doing it but my number five is from always sunny in philadelphia season four the episode is called sweet d has a heart attack and it is the pe- the peppy sylvia bit which uh lucian have you seen you have you seen this one you know pepe silvia
2: I, dude, I i watched it in college so it's been a long time okay.
1: well there's like this and i've been all through it yeah there's there's this famous meme the same shot taking from always sunny and it's that one basically there's this running joke that this one character is dyslexic and can't read and one of the, the characters has the heart attacks so are like okay we got to get insurance and they get a job in the mail room and the, the guy that can't read is dyslexic's in the mail room you stole no pepe silvia the man does not exist okay so i decided oh oh Buddy, I gotta dig a little deeper. There's no Pepe Sylvia! You gotta be kidding me! I got boxes full of Pepe! And the, the theory, the theory <laughs> is, because it's set in Philadelphia, the, the theory is that on the paper it says Pennsylvania, but he's seeing a Pepe Sylvia, and he's just like, there's no Pepe Sylvia! They got boxes of Pepe. And he's just like losing his mind. He has red tape everywhere. He's smoking a cigarette. He's like, I go up from Carol to HR and go, Carol. And guess what, Mac? There's no one from HR. This place is a ghost town. And it's just like, he's just gone totally insane. And it is so funny to watch. And uh, yeah, it's the absurdist,
0: crazy humor that I love. So that is my number five. That's actually really clever if that's, that's, uh, you know, you said it's just a theory that it says Pennsylvania and he's like misreading it.
1: Yeah, the, the creators haven't come out and say it, but that's what, you know, like one of the jokes is like, I love that. It's like, why did you think that door says pirate? He's like, uh, that door says private. So it's like just
0: a running gag throughout the <laughs> thing. So like a lot of people think that's what it was. I love that. That honestly, that, that kind of thing is one of my favorite things when shows are just either one, it was a total accident or two, they did it intentionally and they're just brave enough to trust that the audience will get their joke.
1: Mm-hmm. like i love that and even if it, like they didn't mean for it it's still just funny as I'll get out
2: yeah there's so many I, it's so funny because i wasn't gonna do always sunny philadelphia because it's so inappropriate but there's so many funny things always sunny i really like do, do you remember episode where the toilet had crack on it and if you sat on it you got high
1: no but that you sounds you that like that what? sounds like something from always sunny <laughs>
2: I can't find I'm looking it up right now and I can't find it. I don't know if this was a fever dream. Because when I was watching it, I tore my ACL. And so I was on a lot of drugs. Or it just really happened. But I remember, like, it was like a drug seat. And then if you sat on it and pooped on it, you'd get... But I can't find it. But I do remember when... I think it was Mac and then one other person lived together. you remember that episode? Well, him and Dennis lived together for a while. Where, where like, they were making Mac... Somebody was making Mac and Cheese. Oh, and the, like... the
1: fame world famous Mac and Cheese?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just it's a crazy show it's insane the yeah. first episode though is super racist yeah you gotta
1: <laughs> I, you gotta skip through uh the first basically the whole first season
2: yeah yeah definitely a show <laughs> they could not anything. make now
1: some of the stuff they say yeah, yeah, yeah for sure
2: my my favorite episode was when there was like a oh, i can't remember it was like a t-bone steak truck it was like a meat truck and who's the, what's the one's the crazy one again that's charlie um, Charlie and then Charlie had to orchestrate like the bar, and he they had to like feed him. They had to feed the the truck driver outside with a steak. Do you remember? Do you remember that one? Yeah,
1: I don't. That's like a a kind of also running thing is like that. Charlie is the actual reason why the bar functions, and like he's he's actually a, he, sometimes he's like a genius, but other times he's insane. Like the whole Pepe Silvia is Charlie, yeah. but yeah, like he is. They like have this plan, something with like bats and chicken or something, and he's like, guys, the, yeah. <laughs> the inspectors are coming, and he has to like. You know, make sure that they're all like separate rooms and everything, and then, yeah, it's a good episode.
2: It's a it's a, such a beautifully written episode where like everything just works so perfectly. Back to you, Mike.
0: All right, my uh, my number four is the Seinfeld episode, The Hamptons. Uh, that is season five, episode twenty one, and there there's two two gags in this one, but the one that I think is just untouchably funny, like it's just it deserves to be up there is um essentially the whole group goes up to the Hamptons and George and Jerry both bring a date with them and George's date he just started seeing her they they all go swimming and George is changing after swimming and his date accidentally walks in on him changing oh my god
1: i'm sorry I thought this was
0: the baby's room i'm really sorry <laughs> And then for the rest of the episode, George is trying to subtly explain the concept of shrinkage, but in a way that would be allowed to be on NBC in the 90s. Like shrinkage and it is, as a penis
2: shrinkage? shrinkage.
0: That's that's the kind. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Make sure we're on
2: the same page.
0: Yeah, and so like at one point he comes out wearing like this shirt that's too small, and he's like, "Oh, the shirt. It used to be a very appropriate size, but then I <laughs> I washed it." and it shrunk because that's what water does to things and it's, it's so good. Uh, just like, like, and it, it gets so uncomfortable, which is what I like in my, my comedy is just somebody getting stuck on a concept and just not letting it go until it's just unbearable. And uh, it's there's so many good scenes. They they try to explain it to Elaine to figure out like, okay, so what you know, what did did she see? Girls talk to each other and Elaine discovering for the first time about shrinkage is also priceless. Like if you're going to watch an episode of uh, Seinfeld for the first time, I don't know. This is the best one to watch, but you could do a lot worse.
1: I've seen clips of the episode, but I never made it far enough in the show to watch the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I have never watched it either. Seinfeld takes a minute to get going. The first season is office level, not that good. And even season 2 is kind of slow, but once it gets going, it's it's unstoppable.
2: Yeah, I I watched the first episode twice and I've hated it both times.
0: And I just Yeah, kinda, the whole first season sucks. Yeah, it's
2: just like really the first episode is just I don't know how to word it without being like rude or like being <laughs> it's just like, I don't know what other word it's. It's just. It just feels like a lot of dick writing. I don't know what else to say. It's just like I, I. don't. I don't have Steinfeld in my top five, um, comedians. I don't know how oh, you guys feel about
0: stand-up comedians. Yeah. Yeah. Nowhere near the top five.
2: Shout out to all my Shit's Creek fans. I know you guys are abundant. Yeah. Um, Mac. And this is only going to be funny for anybody who watches Shit's Creek. Which is neither you guys, so put it in just for you. So, uh, family dinner, episode two, a season. Sorry, season two, episode two. Uh, fold in the cheese. Soon as people hear that, they're already laughing. But I'll explain it to people who don't, who don't really know. So it's the the mother and the son. So the son is the main character, David, and uh, they are making enchiladas. Uh, but they've been writ all their lives, and so they never had to make their own food. And so they get the recipe to make these enchiladas, and and, and one of the one of the directions is folding in the cheese.
0: Next step is to fold in the cheese. What does fold in the cheese mean? He folds it in.
2: I, I understand that, but how how do you fold it? Do you fold it in half like a piece of paper and drop it in the pot, or what do you do? And uh, not good for podcasting, but one of my favorite things <laughs> to watch, period. So
0: <laughs> I'm really curious now. I might have to go check this episode out.
2: I watched all these on YouTube, so... All of the things I recommend you can watch on YouTube, and I made sure that all of these are very funny. So, what were you gonna say?
0: I was gonna say I know how to make enchiladas, and I still have no idea what folding in the cheese means. So, oh, they were making not... a
2: bechamel, and oh, make a bechamel. okay, no,
0: I know. Never mind, I know what that means.
2: Nice, very good. You're very, you're well equipped in the French
0: cooking. I hear. I like French cooking and Italian cooking are uh, by far my two favorite cuisines.
1: I don't even know what that word is. You said
0: cuisine?
1: No, the whatever the technique was. Oh, bechamel.
0: Yeah. It's just a, uh, it's just a like a cream based sauce that you put cheese in. Man. It's like it's like the building block of all your cream based sauces. Yeah, to have it in it's, your it's arsenal. Very, very close, you gonna close with what?
2: Very close to fracking. I would
1: say it was, it's <laughs> the fracking of making sauces. Do you even know what fracking is? Besides, you just throwing out
2: the term. Uh, Not a clue. Uh, you drew a diagram, and and explained it to me. I didn't go to school for it. Quit but I know that it's how you extract oil kind of from the I'll ground. To you. Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: If that's the bar for knowing what fracking is, I would like to change my answer to, <laughs> I know what fracking is.
2: Well, and then like different channel waves, it's kind of like a tree trunk, right? Like a, a rooting system. It's
1: like a, yeah, a root system basically,
2: or branches. You know, yeah, it's, works. It's, I would say it's that, like the process is injecting liquid at high pressure and I'm rocks and Are you Googling this shit right now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you overplayed your hand.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, man. See, we tend to more like the Asian side of foods instead of, you know, French, American you or Asian. Asian people?
2: Yeah, you know. I don't know how to go from there.
1: All
0: right. It's, it's... We have to all like different types of food so we can appeal to our wide range of listener.
1: True. Mm. Lou, do you like South American food? Because we really need to, you know, get in that that market.
2: I've been getting into plantains. They eat some plantains down there, so fried plantains is pretty tasty.
0: Fried plantains is really. Have you ever been to um? Oh, what's that? What's that place? They they give you the fried plantains for free. It's out in like the Novi Northville, blended area. Uh, it's like a Brazilian barbecue place, oh, but it's Gauchos? mostly just steaks. Gaucho's. Gaucho's. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: don't... Why would you add that beside f- the meat there?
0: Uh, so, actually, the, the reason for that is because the enzymes in the plantains actually help break down food. So, like, they help with the digestive process. So, it's like a addition by subtraction thing. You can actually eat a little bit more if you take a little break to have one of those plantains. Yeah. Wow.
1: The
2: more you know. Yeah. Right?
1: For anyone that's not from this area, Ga- Gaucho's is like a texas State Brazil where, you know, you just get this Piece of paper green means they keep on bringing like meat out to you, and red is it, it means no no meat.
0: Yeah, it's it's a dream. It's amazing. You get these dudes dressed like Brazilian cowboys, gauchos, and they just have these huge metal sticks with different cuts of meat on it, and they'll just be like sirloin, and you're like yeah sirloin, and they're like grilled chicken, and you're like get that away from me. I'm saving all my room for steak and shrimp. They had really and then good. they'll be like. I was going to say, they have really good Parmesan pork. The Parmesan pork is pretty pretty good. I uh, I had it once. I don't know that I'd have it again, but it was, it's literally more of a, like, just got to wait for that, like, like whenever they have, like, the eye of ribeye stuff, like they got, every now and then they'll bring the good stuff around and you're like, ooh, give me some of that. Yeah, but it's like. Because it's a flat right? rate. You're yeah. not, you're not paying by the bite. It's so, it's like, you go in, you drop your, like. It's like 50 bucks. 50 bucks, bucks a it's... head. Yeah. But it's, oh, it's so good. It's worth it if you're celebrating something. Well, and like
1: at least for Texas Day Brazil, I've been to the one down in Tulsa, and that's more of a chain. They have like a lunch rate, so they don't have the flame and yawn, but they have most of the things on the menu.
0: Mm, I have cool. to look into that. Plus, you know, you take the day off, you go in at noon, and you camp until like five.
1: You could almost make that a challenge, like you know, how they're, like, they're like you have to stay in a diner, but for like every pancake you eat, it's an hour off. Mm-hmm. Every steak yeah. you eat, it's an hour off your time
0: i like it i like it i i really like this uh, all right one like and uh we will we will all do this challenge when rob comes down <laughs> for the uh for the draft
1: have to start saving my
2: goodness like, that's what i was thinking i was just about to say that i was like oh i'm gonna have to put my money in my savings account because we gotta go to the korean barbecue too we're gonna have the meat sweats boy it's true <laughs> right?
1: you just the the drafts happen they will pan over and you just see me drenched in sweat and grabbing my stomach and... <laughs> Like, this guy's looks like about to throw up, and then <laughs> throw up on Roger Goodell. The whole crowd cheers. Then I'm tackled and beaten up, and you never see me again.
2: Hey, but you had a good weekend though. That's true.
1: So my number four also comes from Community, and this one is from season one called Introduction to Film, and that is Abba's film <laughs> Six Candles. And really, it's the reason why it's so touching is because the premise <laughs> Six is candles. yeah the move the the video album makes itself is you know not right home about. But the premise of this episode is Abed's dad finds out. I don't remember what he was supposed to be doing, but that his his son is doing film school. Mike, do you remember what degree he's supposed to be going for?
0: He wants him to get essentially a business degree, um, any degree that'll help him run the family falafel stand. But, you know, Abed's
1: true passion is film. And his dad's like, all right, I'm not going to pay for your film classes. Like, that's none of that. And then the whole thing is he's making like a documentary. And he ends up putting this thing together where he kind of feels like, it's basically saying he feels like this outsider, and his parents don't love him. And I don't know if his his parents got a divorce or like his, his mom died. I don't mm-hmm. remember which one it is. But like at the end, you just see like his dad's crying because he like he finally had this realization that like this is what his son wants. His son is hard to understand. If making movies help him be understood, then I pay for the class
0: with falafel as a fallback.
1: And he decides he's gonna pay for his film school. And that's just something I think, you know, a lot of people can relate with that, you know, like maybe you have a dream and you don't, your parents don't support it, but it, it's just good to get that feeling. It's just that heartwarming to see like the the parent get behind their kid and be like, "All right, you know, I might not understand this. I might not I wouldn't do this, but here I'll I'll support you in your new dream." And I just that's really touching to me. So that's why it's my
0: number 4. It is it is such a I mean it's a not odd bad episode. They're all somewhat odd. But it is a really great moment and if you check episode one season one minute two you will find that abed's dad is angry that his mother left him
1: i'm glad you know Uh down to the
0: minute well it's like the very it's the second scene uh it's like the first real scene with jeff and abed she's when Abed's just giving his entire left story. If I had it memorized better, I'd do it because it's hilarious. But I'm going to get it wrong and that it's going to be offensive. So I'm going to not try. But go watch the first episode of Community. It's a fantastic show and uh, you'll get the joke.
1: Yeah, I figured it was, was the because ever- it was like a, the the picture split in half. But I, I couldn't remember off the top mm-hmm. of my head and I just watched the, the scene. So that's why... I- said both, because I didn't know which one was which.
2: Did they ever tackle, like, the... Did they ever, like, address what Abed... Like, it was Abed, like, autistic? Did they ever, like... I th- I think it's
0: vaguely played around. I don't know that they ever directly say it directly outside of it. a punchline. Because Jeff right. tells him he has, he has Asperger's in the first episode, but it's never, like, addressed it to whether or not that was just a super mean insult, or whether or not that was an accurate statement. It was intended right. as an insult, but...
1: Yeah, I think this kind of uses an insult against Abbott throughout the show.
2: I think
0: Abbott, Troy and Abbott
2: together, I think is my favorite duo of all time. Oh, so good! It is it's definitely up It is like beautifully. It is such beautifully done. Like the um, when they were doing the tents, the tent city, absolutely great. It's just like very heartwarming.
0: All right, number three is.
2: Number three
0: So my number three, and you could take just about any moment from this episode, uh, but obviously I'm going to go with the climactic uh, moment of the episode, and that is The Office, season four episode 15 dinner party dinner party is considered by many to be the best episode of the office ever i'm open to a couple arguments but i'm inclined to agree that dinner party is the best episode of the show i'm more of a scott, um, scott and essentially myself oh my gosh I, as much as i like uncomfortable humor scott's scott's tots hurts my soul man i
1: thought dinner party was more uncomfortable but that's just me
0: yeah it's it, it, it varies from person to person i fell asleep one time watching the office and woke up to the, the scott's tots singing hey mr scott what you gonna do and it was like you know when you're already you wake up from a nap and you're already kind of like groggy and off put. Mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh. when you wake up and you're in the middle of like the most uncomfortable moment of scott's tots i was just like I was done. My whole day was just completely blown to pieces. But uh, yeah, so dinner party. Basically, you have Michael tricks Pam and Jim into coming over to have a dinner with him and Jan. Then invites Andy and Angela, and it's just, the whole thing's just awkward and uncomfortable because it's it's really highlighting the dysfunction of Michael and Jan's relationship. But it's funny because everybody else has to deal with the. Un- like uncomfortableness of their relationship. And uh, you see throughout the episode, Michael has a display case for his Dundee uh, and he's got his tiny little TV, like the size of a laptop screen that he has mounted on the wall. It's a plasma screen though, so you gotta love it. And yeah, everybody finally sits down for dinner. At this point, Dwight and his old babysitter have crashed the party. Everything is going wrong. And Jan snaps.
2: good luck paying me back
0: on your zero dollars a year salary plus benefits babe and it's just uncomfortable comedy at its absolute best it's it's again it's kind of like shoot what was your show lou the one with the uh i think i should leave i think i should leave Yep. yeah it's kind of like i think you should leave where it's just it's over the top it's uncomfortable it's cringy um and it's hard to describe but if you've seen it and uh and you like the show you're laughing right now so i shouldn't watch so you think you should leave
2: Uh, i don't know i I like i think you should leave but i don't really like the office but to be fair i only watched the first season of the office so i don't know it doesn't get much better
0: it gets so much better (laughs) Um, i wanted a reaction first, first that's fair i do the same thing whenever i get the chance so um yeah but i would say watch definitely watch the first episode of i think you should leave and I think you get a pretty good feeling for whether or not you're going to like the show. Does not apply to The Office, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you like cringe humor, then you like The Office.
0: Yeah, I think it's. I think the show is a lot more than just cringe humor, it's but like I think it's, it's really easy. Stuff, right? There is. It has its moments, but I think it has enough cringe humor that it's easy to just get stuck on it. Like, there's some people who just can't move past it, and I would never hold that against them. Except Rob. I hold it against Rob. But everybody else gets a pass.
1: (laughs) Well, it's Uh, like, I'll I'll use this analogy. It's like, if there's something you don't like, and it's like, say, I don't like mustard. If there's mustard in my burger, all I can taste is that mustard. Doesn't matter if I, like, scrape it off mm -hmm. or whatever. All I can taste is that remnants of the mustard, even if there's not a lot left. So I think it's similar to that, where it's just like, I don't like yeah, this, no. so it's going to amplify it.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. makes perfect sense. It's a bummer, man. Cause woo, it's just yeah. good. Nah, Parks and Rec is better. That's it. Strong disagree, but you know, I do enjoy some Parks and Rec from time to time.
1: Definitely has the better Andy
0: at the two thirds oh, yeah. of well, that's
2: Brothers over there.
0: I, uh, I'm not going to fight you there. That's for sure. All right. Lou, what do you got?
2: Yeah. All right. My number three is the desert avatar the last time season two episode 11 Ooh. so i i think avatar is on par with one of the best animes i don't know if people don't consider it an anime but i think it's a very good gateway cartoon to get into anime it's beautifully written uh me and my wife watched it i think during covid we watched it and i was so surprised that a nickelodeon show had so much depth to it and so good so the episode before that the main character loses his like favorite pet. Very much like how you consider Appa. like a yeah, Appa. I was just trying to explain it to people who don't watch the Avatar. But Appa is this fly bison that pretty much the main character grew up with. So he absolutely loves this thing. Loves it, loves it, loves it. And then it gets stolen. Some 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 people steal it. And one of his friends is kind of the reason why it got stolen. Like she was trying to do one thing, trying to keep those trying to keep them alive but also trying to make sure that Appa didn't get didn't get stolen but she failed on the appa part and so just like heart ripping tearing like you you're seeing just like beautiful emotion and you're just like oh my gosh is appa gonna be okay are they gonna eat appa and through this next episode episode 11 the main character is trying to find appa and completely left his friends in the desert and his friends now have to track through the desert with one of the the person that it's hard to explain but the person that, one of them, or one of the friends are blind, so, but she can see through her feet. I swear, if you've never watched this show, it's such a good show. She has
1: tremor, <laughs> put it in D&D terms, she has tremor sense.
2: <laughs> Basically, yeah. So, as they're going through this desert, they don't have any water. And then Sokka, which is the only guy who can't actually bend, finds a cactus. And he cuts open the cactus, and he drinks the cactus juice. There's water trapped inside these. I don't know. Suit yourself, it's very thirst quenching though. Drink cactus juice, it'll
0: quench Mm -hmm. ya. Nothing's Mm -hmm. quenchier, it's the quenchiest. Okay, I think you've had enough. How did we get out here in the middle of the ocean?
2: And this guy is high on cactus juice and Momo who is a a, a sky lemur is also high. And, And the sky lemur can like fly and so he's flying in hardcore circles. And then nose diving into the, into the sand. It's crazy because, like, the episode before that was, like, the saddest episode. I think the second saddest episode. And then now people are high. It's just like, what is up with the show? But I'm all for it. It's really fun. Did you say you didn't watch that until the pandemic? I watched it as a kid. But, like, as a kid, you're just like, you know. Yeah, you're just a kid, so you don't understand emotions really. Um, and then I rewatched it. And my wife rewatched it together, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is not I don't know SpongeBob." I'll tell you that much.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I think it's my wife's favorite show.
0: I think, I think you're right. Is uh, is there any like real world? correlation to that like if you drink cactus juice do you get all loopy
2: it's so funny that you said that i was just reading a reddit post i didn't read it fully but apparently yeah
0: there's there's this
1: cactus you can eat that's supposed to give you the psychedelic effects i had some friends try it in high school they said they didn't do anything to them yeah you can just i think they were actually i think we were in college at the time so they weren't just high schoolers trying to you know get high but
0: yeah you can just like buy
1: they could just buy it online
0: i guess it makes sense like they can't really Say, no, you can't buy cactus. They can say, no, I can't buy mushrooms. That's true.
1: <laughs>
0: the law makes no sense sometimes. We're uh, just plants
1: yeah. that grow out of the it? ground, is,
0: you know?
2: Is it salvia or something like that? Well, that's I think that's, that?
1: that's the legal. That's like a legal psychedelic. And there's theories that the U.S. government makes lets it be legal because it's like so intense that they, they think it'll turn people off psychedelics.
2: Gosh. We at uh, the Top Podcast do not promote drugs. Of any kind.
0: Despite everything you may have heard over the last several
2: weeks. (laughs) 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 To, uh, especially if you are under 18 or 21, sorry, both.
0: Whatever is legal. If you are, if it is
2: not legal, we do not support it. Amen. There you go. We got covered all our bases there. You'll love to hear it. Except, you know, you know, you know, you know, There's
0: you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: you can make that left turn sometimes. (laughs) You know, like, go for it. Just watch, look both ways. Careful. And drive sober. drive sober. But, you know,
0: stop signs. Eh. I don't know. I I stop at all my stop signs. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're good. We're good. And use your turn signal. Lucian is more so directed at one specific person, but yeah. (laughs) It's good advice for us all.
1: Lucian, is your wife just so afraid to drive because she's been riding with you this whole time? And you don't stop for, you allegedly stop for stop signs?
2: Uh, I'm actually a great driver. This is all just. Because I think this this episode is is a little wild, that I'm trying to <laughs> bring a little humor into it. I'm actually a pretty good driver. I've never gotten a ticket. No car accidents. You hit a bear. Clean and sober. I was in I was in the car when a bear oh, got okay. hit. I was You're not driving. Bear. I was the passenger.
0: Wait, hold on. Tell me and more about this. You want to hear about the bear story? I mean, is it a good story?
2: Uh, it's a solid story. I mean. How many people have hit a bear before?
0: Yeah, like, I feel like it's gotta be a good story.
2: It's a pretty solid story, yeah. It's my top five of stories that I like to
0: tell. Oh, well then, by all means.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just chilling at home, and one of my friends calls me, and he says that he broke up with his girlfriend. I was like, oh, that's not good. He's like, yeah, I need to go see her. And I was like, oh, that's not (laughs) how usually breakups work. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) <laughs> so I was like, okay. And he was like, yeah, I just, you know, I feel like if I see her, we can make it up. And I was like, uh, no. No. You know. <laughs> well, let's not do that. And he's like, no, I'm gonna do it. And you're coming with me. And I was like, We have it's like a four-hour drive to go up north. I I and I have work the next day. I don't <laughs> cannot do that. And he was like, um, I'm gonna pick you up soon. So get dressed. And I was like, I'm not coming. And he hung up the phone. And then he pulls up to my house and he's like, hey, all right, let's go. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm going. And so I was like, but I need to get home for tomorrow. I cannot miss work tomorrow. I have to make sure. So if we're going to drive four hours, you're going to have to drive four hours up and four hours down. He's like, I will. And he's like, okay. And so we get it there and they immediately make it up, make up and they are like making out in the woods while I'm just standing there looking at horses. So they make out in the woods. I stand there awkwardly, hearing lips smacking. Uh, He goes to the father and he apologizes. And it's just a super beautiful, happy, getting back together story. And it starts getting dark. And I'm like, dude, we gotta get going. And he's like, okay, but let me, so he kisses more, more kissing. And then it's pitch dark. And I'm like, dude, we have to go. And so it's around like 12 o'clock at night. And we're driving through woods. I don't know, like just woods. And I'm asleep. And I open my eyes for a little bit. And I see this dark figure pulling, just walking in the woods, just walking on the street, on the road. And we hit this bear. And smoke and starts bellowing into the car. But we don't, like, we hit this bear. We, we didn't know it was a bear, but we hit the bear. And we slow down. We don't flip or turn. But it was just, like, this two bumps, like, bump, 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 bump. Smoke starts bellowing into the car. Wait,
0: we, did you run over the bear?
2: Ran, I, I to my understanding, we ran over the bear. Yeah. It oh. was a baby bear. It, it was not a full-size okay. bear. Oh,
0: I didn't know it was a car. I was going to say bear, a small bear, or a big truck. Like
2: a teenage bear. It wasn't a full bear. I oh, know it's sure. It wasn't bear. like a... Classic. Five, yeah, it wasn't like a 500-pounder or Trying to something. be edgy. It
0: was like a moody teenage bear.
2: It was a moody teenage bear that was trying to be all moody and all trying to... He was wearing, so his, he was wearing blow- his
0: dark colors instead of his reflectives while he was walking <laughs> across the road.
2: Exactly. So, uh, smoke bellows in. And that's what freaks me out the most is that, like the whole car starts filling up with smoke almost immediately i get out and i look back and i see this sat qu- like i've never seen a bear up close in the wild and i'm like freaking out and i'm shaking and i'm like i don't know what to do with myself and uh there's no cell service there's zero cell service and uh my friends ends up getting service and calls 911 and the police come and the ambulance come and they check us out and there's like nothing wrong with us but i'm completely shaking but I hear in the back they're like they ran over a bear and the guy was like they ran over a bear and he's like let me call my meat guy and the guy (laughs) calls his buddy to take this bear and and make meat out of it and I'm freaking out I'm just like I need to get out of this place I need to leave so the cops take us back to the station we end up staying the night at the girlfriend's house at the parents I sleep on the couch And uh, I missed the day of work. Did did he pay you back for that day of missed work? No, he didn't pay me back. He wasn't making any money around that time.
0: (laughs) Did you get the cops to write you a a pass? Like, to whom it may concern, Lucian missed work because he ran over a bear.
2: I was working for my father at the time. And I took a picture of the bear. And I sent it to him. And I was like, (laughs) hey, we ran over a bear. (laughs) I think, like, he understood the situation. It's
1: crazy that, like, if someone... It's like, oh, I got a meek out. Let's call him up. Because I was just, we're doing this like routine thing where there's other people out in the oil field. And they were talking, because it's, it's deer hunting season, or it was back when we are doing it. It's like prime time deer hunting season. And they were like going over this whole thing like where if you hit a deer, you don't actually want the meat because it's going to be all bruised and everything. It's something I never thought of. And they're like, oh, you don't want to. You know, you want to use something that will kill it fast so the adrenaline doesn't go in and taint the meat. And I'm just like, I didn't know all this, like, you know, happened. Like, I I never thought of, like, how an animal's, like, chemicals can, like, taint meat and everything. So, yeah, I'm just surprised they still wanted that meat.
2: Yeah, me too. I wonder if you make it out of jerky, if, like, that means anything. Or, mm-hmm. like, sausages and stuff. Well, yeah, you like, could probably sausage. ground
1: it. Maybe it'll be fine.
2: And Maybe it'll be fine. Ground I have no though. idea. As soon as I heard, let me get the meat guy, I thought I was going to be next <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so, so by i water. was trying to get around dude by all these white people <laughs> i was trying to get out as quickly as possible but continue sitcoms yes
1: yeah so so my number three not as crazy as a bear story but it is from parks and rec season three the episode's called eagleton and this has to do with the <laughs> b plot where it's it's ron's birthday and leslie finds out so she plays this like sick psychological warfare on ron swanson who is just very reserved introvert guy like he doesn't like you know being around a lot of people one of my favorite lines by him is like i had one of my favorite co-workers i ever met like we never said a word together and he's like and we still don't talk sometimes and it's just like he's just very <laughs> he has like two people that he'll talk to and that's it and he doesn't like anything crazy he doesn't like the attention on him. so leslie like starts having april another character like make calls and be like how many balloons can you order for this party and all that and and one of the jokes, like, uh, someone else who's a nurse co- walks in with balloons for the sick kid, and he just goes and stop- starts popping the balloons because he doesn't know they're for the sick kid. By the end, he is just distraught. He's sleeping in his office because he doesn't want to go home because he's afraid that Leslie is, like, a surprise party waiting for him. And at the end, you find out that this was all just a mess-, mess with him and his birthday present.
2: Why would I throw Ron Swanson and Ann Perkins party? So, I have rented Bridge
1: on the River Kwai and the Dirty Dozen. Artie from security is outside the door. So no one will bother you. And a cab will be here whenever you're ready to take you home. Thank you. And it's just like so heartwarming that like, yeah, like even though he did mess with him, like she knew deep down what he actually wanted. It was just, you just see this big smile on his face and everything. And it's, uh, yeah, it's very heart heartwarming.
2: What a good show. I love the show. Me too. Yeah, and every character has. I think it's this the show does a really good job with showcasing every character too. There is no everybody's the main character. That's like my favorite thing. Except about Donna. It.
1: Donna gets like one or two episodes, if that, or half episodes. But
2: yeah, but those are pretty strong episodes, I guess. So that's why. To that, that is fair, and also Jerry, but like Jerry's Jerry. Dude, so how would like... he get his wife? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well,
0: he's got an enormous penis. So
2: forgot to check
1: for for lumps. I just that man has the largest. <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh! There's so many good. I love uh the athletic guy, uh, Chris Trigger. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, where he's like, I can't stop pooping.
0: <laughs> he's saying it to himself in the mirror. He's like, stop, stop, stop <laughs> pooping.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or um, when Ron like finds out the computer is spying on him,
0: so he takes the whole thing
2: and tosses it right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that one's good. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that one. I was thinking of uh delete all pictures of Ron. Delete
2: all pictures
0: <laughs> of Ron. Or like when Leslie comes
1: like, I got your bacon, he looks up. No, you didn't.
2: <laughs> my this is I was this was uh one of this was gonna be on my top okay, I'll wait till the end. I'll wait till the end to do honorable mention. It's so good. Yeah, good show. I recommend it. And it's wholesome. It's pretty clean.
0: Mm-hmm. It is pretty clean.
1: And you get the best side character ever, John Ralphio. <laughs> Do you guys like John Rafio? My wife absolutely hates John Rafio.
0: I mean, I wouldn't want to hang out with John Ralphio, but as a character in a TV show, he's wonderful. I would love
2: for John Rafio to be my corner to be my corner man. Yeah, you want him to be and your then, right but guy. not listen to not listen to one thing he says though. Not any I I wouldn't listen to any recommendations, but I would love for him to just sing in my ear. But he got his money the old fashioned way. I got
1: run over by Alexis. Was <laughs> it it's Steve from Stranger Things is his, is uh his biological father or something?
0: It is not the craziest theory. I don't really They they do movie look a al- Oh, really? It's pretty good. Uh but yeah, no. oh man, it gets better and then it gets worse and then it gets better again. Yeah, I never finished season 4. I never watched season 4. It season 4 was weird cuz like I didn't really like the first maybe two episodes. I do remember. It. It was, I want to say it was the first two episodes. I was really unsure. And then the third episode, I was like, this one's all right. And then it just kept getting better and better and better and better. And It, it took a while to get good, but man, when it got good, it was, it was next level.
1: Yeah. One of those characters, the actor looks very much like John Ralphio. So there's a fan theory that he was like John Ralphio's biological father and put him up for adoption or something like that. I don't remember the whole theory. I should do top five theories. Top five conspiracy. Ooh, that would be fun. Well, you're up next, so you can choose that if you want. Uh, Keep it in your back pocket. That's my number one? No, I no. I meant What's like your next oh, up for I'm topic. Up next. Oh, my okay. bad.
0: That that was my number three. I got a pretty nice... I'm next. I'm next. And we are on to number twos. My number two is uh, season seven, episode two of That 70s Show. Um, And I think that season, all the episodes were named after... uh, They were all named after songs. I don't remember which band, because they did it for a couple different seasons. Um, But it's the episode where Hyde meets his real dad, or that the rest of the cast, at least, meets his real dad. And the twist that nobody sees coming is that Hyde's dad is actually black and nobody nobody knows how to act around this guy and it is so so funny i'm not sure i see the resemblance what are you talking about my fro my coolness my suspicion of the man this explains so much hey would you like a drink perhaps a cool drink for our cool visitor because <laughs> is just sitting there like oh cool but that's black he's just super chill like it doesn't even phase him and everybody else is just so so painfully awkward in a different sort of way. And uh, yeah, I, I had never laughed harder than that in my life when, uh, when I saw that episode for the first time. And it still gets just a fantastic laugh out of me every time because like Eric is trying to be supportive about it like I, I, it's like it, like being black isn't like a condition so like you don't need to be supportive that's what he's trying to do so he, every time he finishes a sentence Eric will be like yeah power and like Kitty just like Kitty does that classic thing of she, she doesn't know what to do and she feels awkward so she just ends up being offensive in her desperate attempt not to be offensive it's a fantastic episode like all my episodes apparently they just i should have seen it coming i like cringy and uncomfortable humor and uh this one was top notch as well in that genre
2: i watched i think that whole that semi show i watched all of it in like two months so (laughs) i i have (laughs) i don't remember almost any of it
0: but I do remember loving it. Yeah. I watched, I, remember- I watched, I watched, I watched cause I was in like a show hole and just like nothing sounded good. So I was like, I'll watch this show and I didn't like it. And I was probably like four seasons in before I started to not dislike it. And then I finished the show and was so sad that the show was over that. I just watched it twice more in a row. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I just like, I didn't like sit down and watch it nonstop, but that was just the only thing I watched for like four months. I remember
2: being young and wondering why there was smoke everywhere when they were hanging out. (laughs) Being like, what's going on? I don't understand. And Why are they giggling so much? I don't. (laughs) I understand.
0: Well, well, there's this boat, and it runs on water. It's got a, what is it, an air-cooled fiberglass engine, and it runs on water, man.
1: Yeah, time has kind of ruined that show for me with all the actors and all the stuff that came out from it. which is kind of weird to go back and watch it. I I was going to ask you that question. Well, especially, like, Uh, not just the Hyde actor, but then, like, it's coming out where, like, Ashton Kutcher was, like, getting dared. I mean, they're married now, but at the time, Mina mean, was, like, 14 or, like, 15, like, under the age of consent. And they were, like, doing various sexual things to her, like, off of dares and all that, because I thought it was funny. Like, "Eh, it's kind of weird to watch
0: now. I did not know about that one.
2: Me neither. I didn't know about Hyde. Um,
0: Yeah, that's,
2: like, can you separate the artist from the work?
1: Yeah, like for the most part i mean i haven't i mean I, i'm sure i could go back and when i put a clip in there i think it's funny i just it's kind of weird looking back now
0: i yeah i've been re-watching it and it is a little weird but it's not i have mean it hasn't ruined my ability to enjoy it it does kind of suck though that like just to learn that essentially everybody but foreman was all kind of in the same boat and they're all doing the the weird scientology stuff it's like foreman came out of that looking like really really good because essentially he just he never talked to any of them because. They were all kind of doing the same stuff, and they were all involved in the the whole Scientology thing. Which, if uh, if you don't know about that, you go ahead and do your research. Go and South uh, Park. It's or what's South Park. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, uh, it's you know, there's some weird stuff going on, but the writing's still really good, and uh, it's still a lot of fun.
1: There's a teacher, Chong. Which one's lots, in it? I still love that. All of his. his
0: I want to say Tommy Chong.
2: You guys watched uh, that '90s show?
0: It was alright. I wasn't blown yeah, away, I but I didn't it. hate it.
2: Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. I thought it was decent. I, I did but not. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. But I mean, if you're a diehard, that '70s show, the '90s not that. Bad.
1: I heard the best part of it was that '70s show characters, like their interactions. I, you guys ever watched uh, the Rant? I watched most of. The uh, dude, I
0: I I stopped when uh, when Danny Masterson got kicked off because I was just kind of like, wow, who's the guy they replaced him with? I forget his name,
1: but yeah, he wasn't. Uh, I can't. He didn't bring the same energy. I can't
0: stand that guy either. Like, he's just not one of my favorite actors. He annoys me to no end, and so I was just like, okay. I'm not sticking around for Zach. What's his name? Yeah, so I, I quit watching. But it was so good. That was just it was one of the funniest shows i've ever seen
1: yeah I, I found out about it through you mike but yeah i stopped like before the last season i think I that's like the second last episode of the second to last season and then just never picked it back up again
0: all right Lou, what you got my third?
2: all right so Jeez. i actually skipped my three that's why i thought we were on once but this is a solid i would put this in my two spot to be fair i do love <laughs> avatar uh, I'll put this on my two spot. So it's all in uh, season three, episode one, New Girl. So the, the, <laughs> the what's going on? So the and, are you laughing because you like New? I did. Did you like you like New Girl, Mike?
0: I'm not a diehard. Um, I like. Oh, okay. I have a lot of opinions about New Girl. I would love to just talk New Girl for like half an hour sometime. Guess but I, I do think the show up. is really funny. I I might. That could be kind of fun watch out for that i got a lot of feelings about winston and how coach affected his character's ability mm. to be written throughout the show like i think winston kept getting identity crises because coach kept being able to be on the show and then not being on the show and they kept having to like split winston's character into two and it just anyway all in
2: that's so funny because that's one of my favorite parts about winston is that he was struggling to find out who he was but he was doing so well in all of it like He was a nanny for a little bit, and he was absolutely killing it with that kid. And then he gets fired. (laughs) I don't know. And he gets yeah. I can't remember why he gets fired though.
0: He gets the the kid like lies to get him fired so that he will go and like to go do better. He's like, you can do better than being a nanny, (laughs) and so he gets him. He's like, you're the best nanny I've ever had, but you need to spread your wings. And then he gets his mom to fire him. So cute.
2: It's so cute. It's so good. My favorite character, this is outside of this, which maybe I should have put that as my, no, no, no. Uh, My favorite character, is the Asian guy, um, the, the Asian oh, that old Nick guy. talks to? And yeah, Nick talks to. It's so funny, dude. It's so cute. And then Nick ends up falling in love with, well, ends up dating uh, his. Like, oh, that's
0: guy. right. Yeah. You forgot about he, like, that. He ends up
2: being like a movie or something. But
0: yeah. Oh, isn't yeah, that new the person so
1: from Sweet Life? Whatever her name. Wasn't that? No, new
0: girl? Uh, somebody else dates Brenda Song. Okay. That's, uh, that's a Winston love interest. But she, she wasn't on there as long as I would have liked.
2: Yeah, she ended up cheating on him with a big black guy. Like a size eighteen shoe, black guy. Yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. I do the same. But he ends up stealing her cat, huh? What? Yeah. So, so he <laughs> ends up stealing her cat. So that's pretty <laughs> so that's cool. So yeah, love new girl. Um, all in. So Winston, if you know Winston's character, he's just like hyper focused. He gets hyper focused, or he gets completely distracted. That's kind of like his thing. I think in my eyes, I guess. Um, and he's doing a puzzle. Winston, do we do we think now is really the right time to be starting a, a puzzle? <laughs> yeah, I'm great at puzzles. <laughs> You're a born puzzler, Winston.
1: Sure. Um, but I'm gonna do you puzzle right on the table, as nasty as you want to be. Hey, Samir, what do you think, think it's gonna look like? What do I think it's going to look like? Yeah, the puzzle. Winston, it's on the box.
2: The picture's on the box. It's a Japanese garden. But we find out that Winston is colorblind, and that's why he can't finish the puzzle. And it's, it's just so funny to see, like... 'Cause Schmidt's like doing this puzzle and he's like as he's doing the puzzle his clothes are starting to like come off and at the end he wears he's like he wears a hoodie for pants. <laughs> he can't finish the he can't finish the puzzle because he's colorblind, so like some of the pieces are upside down. And and Schmidt's like, What are you doing? Did you put an almond in this puzzle? Um <laughs> 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 and um, it, when Schmidt gets upset, he has this, like, bro talk. When he's, like, going to fight somebody, he's like, What's up, bro? What's up? What you going to do? What you going to do, man? I'm Schmidt. I'm Schmidt. I'm Schmidt, bro. And it, it's absolutely hilarious. It's not even, like, the main part of the story, and I think that's what I find most enjoyable is because the two main characters are trying to fall in love with each other in 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 mexico and nick loses his passport and he gets put into like mexican jail but the fact that winston's doing this puzzle i think is absolutely hilarious
1: gotta play their drinking game
0: true american uh true american American. you can look up the rules online and didn't you try it once it's a lot of fun multiple times and it was fun every time we actually so there was um hot kyle was dating this girl who was actually I appropriate surprised. age for him at the time and then um our, our friends bell and eli were together at the time too and so the three of us had what we called triple date night we spent all this time finding a day where all six of us were free and we went over to uh, kyle and eli's place for triple date night and we are midway through a game of true American and uh, Austin and his like in-between girlfriend, like he broke up with his long-term girlfriend, the girlfriend of Kyle running into the the door. They broke up and he was dating this girl before the girl he ended up with. As Ted from How I Met Your Mother would say, before you meet your wife, you have to make one last horrible mistake. That was this chick. And they show up in the middle of triple date night. Mid, like they're in the middle of a squabble. She's drunk and she pulls Belle and Lex into a side room and just she basically shuts Mackenzie out of the entire happenings. And so now it's just Mackenzie and the three guys and Austin's in a bad it was a total nightmare. It might have been a went had to be there moment, but like it was the most fun I've ever had. And then immediately spiraled into just a terrible evening. But that was because people in a bad situation just appeared unwanted
1: brought down the vibes
0: yeah it dude it killed it it was i've never seen a knight just collapse that fast but it was not true american's fault
1: so my number two is kind of it all comes to fruition in season eight of how i met your mother called the final page and this is when mm. this is when barney finally proposes to robin and i just think i've we've talked about in the past and i just think barney's character arc of being this womanizer to like finally finding this woman that he loves and wants to get married and we just don't pretend season nine exists but like that whole thing is just such good writing and like the whole thing is like he he basically set up this whole ploy to think that he was gonna propose to this woman robin hates and ends up being robin and like it's this whole thing
2: step 10 prove your loyalty to patrice by burning the playbook and actually burn it you don't need it anymore Step 13, wait and see if Ted tells Robin. And if he does, it means your best bro in the world has let go of Robin and has given you his blessing.
1: It, it, it's, man, it's just like, it's such a good, like, I guess a love story. And I just, I hate what they did to the Barney and Robin at the end of season nine, just so they could fit their ending. But yeah, I don't really know how to describe it without going to like a play-by-play of the episode. But it's just fantastic.
2: It is fantastic, isn't it? A blonde that he's trying to trick Robin into. No,
1: it's Patrice.
2: Can't remember. It's been so long. Patrice. I will say
1: the heavier woman at the news thing that she always she she always shouts about, and like that's one I could tell the the show was starting to go down in season eight because they limited a lot of Robin's jokes. Just Patrice, and it's just like yeah, but (laughs) it didn't really truly tank until season nine, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I do. I mean, if that, if maybe it probably could have happened so without them breaking up barney couldn't understand what like far- fatherly love was i guess unless they got robin pregnant which i guess then he could i don't know
0: but they could the have done that, robin's that, like, baron
2: they could have adopted though like they so- could have adopted i guess but that 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 scene i think from my eyes is is more important than the scene where he is try is proposing mm-hmm. to rob yeah like, it is a great that's scene that's like the one good part in season nine but
1: like they still destroyed a lot of his character just for that one they're like all right we can kind of try to build him back up
2: yeah that's fair I, I don't disagree and when they got all fat and ugly together that was pretty cute well, that yeah
1: that
0: was <laughs> that, that, was, that was the first breakup they had
2: oh oh yeah sorry the stormtrooper oh the GM, when, stormtrooper
0: when you home. guys when you guys were watching that becca texted me and she was like I swear, if Barney and Robin break up, I quit everything. And I was just like, how do I ask whether or not this is the first or the second time they're dating without spoiling (laughs) it if it's the first time they're dating? Mm -hmm. And so I had to like, I was like, oh, so uh, who's Ted dating right now? And then had to like, go back and check to be like, where are are they? So I cannot spoil this. What a detective. Good job. But they
1: they only date first for like three or four episodes, it feels like. So that was at least a short. Story.
0: Yeah. The first time is actually pretty quick, but you have the whole buildup of Barney, like realizing that he actually has feelings for her. So it, it's even though the payoff is not as long as you want it to be, like the arc isn't at all that short.
1: Mm-hmm. So do you think Ted should have ended up with Robin or no? What's your guys thoughts in the ending? I haven't asked you guys.
2: Uh, mm-hmm. I think Ted should have ended up with nobody personally.
0: I,
1: think
2: he Swallowed and- I
0: actually don't hate that. I, I have never even considered that until just now, but, I, actually i like that a lot yeah i don't have a problem with the two of them en- ending up together i i don't have a problem with ted ending up with robin i have a problem with the way barney and robin end right so it's like if we're just gonna accept that Bar- barney and robin ended the way they did well then yeah sure ted and robin should be together i guess i, like I don't the- hate it but i'm also not crazy about
1: it yeah i like the alternative ending better but... it's way better so much better
2: but, so, I don't think I heard this. What's the alternative ending?
1: It's it's that the, the mom recovers, and I think it hints that Barney and Robin get together. I could be remembering that wrong, but it's like the more happy ending. Mm. But I will say, going back and watching that episode where like Ted's running and like knocks on his wife's door, and it's like, hey, it's like, I just wish we could have like these moments together. That felt like, that hit me mm-hmm. hard the second time through, and Becca's like, what is going on? And I'm just like, it's nothing, you'll understand later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's th- th- it isn't like, I don't know. I don't know. I heard a ton of people. I remember when the show ended and a ton of people were upset that the mother died. I I had heard the theory that the mother was dead, like four seasons before it was even over. And it was, it was James from camp. I don't know if either of you guys remember him. Yeah. Uh, But he was like, yeah, like you tell kids the story of how you met your mother when their mother dies, the mother clearly dies. And I was like, (sighs) like and then so like i was like i was so prepared for it i had had four years to mentally and emotionally be ready for the mom to die so it hit different but if you didn't know that was coming it's got to just really kind of feel like the rug is pulled out from under you yeah i don't i wish they would have broken up that last section
1: uh season like maybe the first like three or four episodes just the wedding and then like kind of did the more yes. future because it was just way too quick
0: yeah or at least like half and half mm-hmm. you know like they spent way too much time on the wedding the wedding episodes aren't even that good so you could have trimmed a lot of that fat out and then really expanded the afterwards
1: mm-hmm.
0: freaking jason seagal yeah. not wanting to not i want to be on the show anymore
1: the show just had to meet more sandwiches that would have made the show a lot better <laughs>
0: number ones number ones all right i had to draw a diagram for my number one so my number one is from Frasier, season five episode 14 the season or the, ep- the episode is entitled ski lodge and the premise of the episode is that Frasier wins or receives a free weekend at this uh, little ski lodge and there is a professional ski instructor who is also going to go up with them and will give them skiing lessons and so it's Frasier, his brother Daphne, uh, excuse me his brother Niles, their dad, the dad's um, live-in caretaker, Daphne, and then Daphne's friend uh, now through the entire show niles has is hopelessly in love with Daphne um, but he's he's married to a woman we literally never see who's just a terrible person and so you feel for for Niles and you you kind of like you, you love this, not really a relationship, but it's also something that you know can't happen. And so the, the dynamic is such. Frazier is immediately smitten with Daphne's friend. Daphne's friend is immediately smitten with Niles. Niles is still into Daphne like normal. Daphne is attracted to the ski instructor. The ski instructor, who is a man, is attracted to Niles. And the dad has a head cold and can't hear well. And so all of these people are running around trying to make the scenario work out so that they can either make their move or profess their love. And they'll all, at at different times, will go talk to Niles, or excuse me, to, to Niles and Fraser's dad, Martin, but he can't hear exactly what they're saying. So he's constantly mishearing them and then giving them bad advice. So it gets to the point where... The ski instructor is convinced that Niles is gay, even though Niles is into Daphne, and it all comes to a head when everybody is either in the wrong room, it's so hard to describe, that's why I have a diagram. Basically, Frazier ends up convinced that, that the friend is into him, so he goes into the friend's room, but he's got the rooms mixed up, so he ends up in Daphne's room. Daphne then comes back into her room to find Frasier in her bed without a shirt on, and Niles is being hit on at the same time by the friend and the ski instructor. It's really hard to describe because it's so complicated. But that's the beauty of the show is that they do these really complicated miscommunication mix-up scenarios. But they all make perfect sense when you're watching them. And it's just, it's such a funny episode. Everybody is upset at the end. And uh, it all comes to a head and Fraser goes, All the lust. Closing through this lodge tonight. All the hormones virtually ricocheting off the walls. (laughs) And no one was chasing me. If you haven't watched Frasier, you should check out Show show's freaking hilarious. And this episode in particular is one of the high points of the whole show. So it's better than Cheers? Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, Cheers is good. Cheers is fun. Uh, Frasier is way better. Yeah, you can watch The Ski Lodge on its own. You don't really need any any like that's uh, Fraser's one of those shows you can kind of pick up anywhere. It doesn't need to uh, be kept track of and uh yeah, it's it's a hilarious episode. Give it a give it a watch. Uh,
2: my number 1 is
0: The Fight Parks and Rec
2: season 3 episode 13. It has to do with uh, the snake juice. Oh. So, um, <laughs> this is, I think this is the episode after the Eagleton one that I talked about. Oh, for real? Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, is this the episode where so, they all get drunk? Yeah. yeah Mackenzie
0: yeah. told Mackenzie um, when I was looking for uh, f- for different moments, I was trying to figure out my list. That was the first thing she suggested.
2: That's what happens when you see somebody almost die. You get the connection. <laughs> yeah, the main story is is not this it is it happens at the end of the episode and uh tom haversford and uh john Raphael open up a nightclub, and uh they're it's i i don't know if it's like the first day if it's the grand opening or not i think it is but it's the grand. uh, but they bring out of
1: snake juice
2: it's okay so yeah so snake juice is uh is a alcohol that they are sponsoring so yeah so everybody's drinking snake juice uh they get uh, Ron Swanson. you showing the snake juice.
0: I'm more of a whiskey man. Ron, Ron, come here. Come here for a bit. You're good right there. How about this, Ron? Try snake juice. If you like it, you gotta talk it up all night. If you don't, I'll shave John Ralphio's head. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Hit me. A lot
2: riding on this. Damn, if that isn't delicious. Oh! And so, Ron ends up loving snake juice and (laughs) i think i also think ron has autism or asperger's or something like that too just because (laughs) that's just the that's just the idea i i don't know i I get that vibe but he goes awkwardly goes up to people and he starts promoting snake juice to people (laughs) and so he goes up to this couple and he's like my name is ron swanson and i pretty much support snake juice and the guy's like okay creep fine he's like, listen, you don't know. My name is Swan Swanson. <laughs> and, and if I support something, it's 100% guarantee. And it gives them the bottle of snake juice. And so everybody's getting drunk off of snake juice except for Donna and, uh, and Chris. They do, so they do interviews in, in Parks and Rec. And while they were doing interviews, they're all extremely blasted on snake juice. And Ron Swanson is in a cute little hat and he's just doing a jig. And he's smiling really really big and it is like for me it just warms my heart because ron just doesn't smile often you know and he's just having mm-hmm. such a good time not chris brad but Andy dwyer thinks he's in a he he pretends to be uh fbi sometimes and he's doing like this thing with his girlfriend hey calm down there mike he's yeah coming through the audio oh shoot <laughs> he's he's pretending to be uh fbi april's pretending to be a rich woman from from some uh, country old-timey country and she's just speaking janet's
0: Janet's Snakehole. janet something is it's not snake that's right he's
2: like just straight up speaking spanish i think i actually don't know what language <laughs> yeah, she's speaking here. it's, it's not, just from you know it's, family's from it's, just it's just like yeah it's just yeah. fluid, so spanish. Is, like, fluid <laughs> spanish which is like super crazy amy uh uh, Leslie is just crying she she's like mumbling her words. Ben is like he he just says baba booey. <laughs> That's baba just booey. <laughs> I don't know it's just like it's just like combat it's like it's just like hit after hit after hit and it's just absolutely hilarious and then my favorite is when Tom I wrote this down he's like, I'm like an elephant. If I walk into a room, it's like, okay, he's in there. It's just it's just so funny. It's just so funny. And when I found out, I was doing research on this, and I found out that Amy Poehler... Poehler? 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 The Poehler. main character of the show. Poehler, Poehler. She actually is directing this episode. Oh, I didn't oh, know that. <sighs> She's directing this episode, and so what they... When they were doing this bit when they were interviewing while they were drunk they were just trying to make her laugh and so they were just like <laughs> taking just doing anything to make amy laugh and you could just clearly see like just the effort and love that they put into it and as she's directing the show and yeah it's just funny and heartwarming and it's just a really good show
1: all right my number one Yes, sir. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the show, but my number one is Meanwhile. It's an episode of Futurama. It's actually one of their endings because the show ended like five times, but it was their final ending before Hulu picked it up. And I just think... Have you guys watched Futurama at all?
0: Very little. I watch...
2: Yeah, I like... I I flirt with Futurama where I'll watch like episode here and episode here and I enjoy every single episode. I just haven't dined into it.
0: Exact same thing. Well, exact same boat. I haven't seen... Probably seen fewer than Lucian, but I've never not enjoyed it.
1: The show was canceled multiple times, so there's multiple different endings. But this was the, like I said, the final one before Hulu picked it back up. So there's a good chunk of the time. And I just think I, because you guys watched it, I won't or haven't watched it. It sounds like there's might be some interest there. Basically, like they, the way they wrap up two characters. It's just like, it's so wholesome. It, it It's, a, it's a, a very heartwarming and like, you know... Gosh, I don't really know how to describe it without going into it. It's like these... It, it
2: has to do with like, restarting? Kind, kind of, of restarting. yeah. So
1: basically like, these, these two characters, oh. they end up like, going through life together. And at that point, they're all alone. It's like, only those two people on the planet. And then at the very end, they're like, oh, I guess the, the professor comes like,
0: Good news, everyone! Alright,
1: I solved the problem. We can go through like, this. Like, can get back to right before this happened. But you guys won't remember like anything, the whole life you experienced together and all that. And like, they look at each other, they're kind of like contemplating, like, do we want to lose what we had with like, you know, it's worth it. Well, let's do it all again and go for it. And it just like that, that just got me right in the feels there. They're just like, yeah, we're going to, we had all this time together, but like, we love each other so much that let's just go through it all again. And
2: yeah. Yeah. I, I never, I haven't watched enough to like have feelings for it. And I still had feelings for it, which was like super fun. Why did you just watch like the last episode? <laughs> I didn't watch it fully. I just okay. like saw a clip of it. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a crazy person. I'm not into feet. And also, just watch the last episodes of things. <laughs> yeah,
1: Mike. Didn't your mom like do something with that with Harry Potter?
0: Yeah. So essentially, so yeah. So I was reading the book. She read. I want to say the dust jacket, the f- and the first cover, or like the first chapter. And I'm like, I don't know, two fifths of the way through the book when she does this, and then she flips to the last chapter, scans through, it, and goes, "Yep." I knew Sirius Black was a good guy, and I was just like, what is your f- problem? You always ask me why I don't finish books. And This is why I don't finish books. And um, I have still not forgiven her for that. Lou, what are we talking about next week? We're going to do top five products you
2: wish sponsored the podcast. Ooh. <laughs> yeah shoot your shot put put your dreams out there should shoot make, for the moon you'll end up in the stars should we make like a sales pitch for them pitch these ideas? yeah like why you would want this pod why would you want this product like why do you love this product so much and why you wish it sponsored the podcast
0: oh okay so like things that we wish sponsored the podcast because we believe in the product we believe in the product yeah like like okay. mine I I don't
2: want to ruin it for you guys. I don't want to spoil it. I will say like. No, I got you. I got you. Alright, I'm gonna no try wait. to so like, like, like if a- you really loved
0: Eggland's Best Eggs, and you wanted to pitch why Eggland's Best Eggs, why we should be sponsoring them. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Top Podcast. If you enjoyed, please give us a like and a subscription and leave a comment down below. Let us know any ideas you have for topics or questions that you want us to answer. We would uh, love to do an episode from a listener. And uh, yeah, until next time, Piva!